0: Hi there and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth and I'm really happy to have you here with me today and I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite things I think. I'm going to be talking about integrity. So a favorite thing to talk about maybe that's not exactly right but I, I like talking about it because of the impact that understanding it had on me when I was going through my divorce. So you know, integrity, what does that even mean, right? What is that? When you hear that word, what does that mean to you? Um, What kind of feelings does that wake up in you? Uh, I remember that name being put on my values after I did one of those big sort of personality um, uh, assessments. I don't even know what to call it, but I actually went to see a career coach. I was had been a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. I had no you know real skill set or at least um you know skill set that was going to earn me money when I left this or when this marriage was not over, and um I wanted to figure out my career path. I didn't want to just run out and grab a job that I was going to hate. I didn't know that, and so I met with this career coach and she did a value assessment like what are my values and what kind of work then would would correspond with those values? A really worthwhile thing to do by the way, would highly recommend doing something like that if you're in that place. Um, or even if you happen to hate the job you're in, and now on top of the fact that maybe your marriage is falling apart, you're like, I hate my job, I hate everything about my life, I don't know, that might be where you are. Um, In which case, no matter what, I think it's really worthwhile to sit down with a coach, whether it's regarding your career or a life coach regarding your life, to gain an understanding of who you are. Uh, If you're anything like me, uh, after a twenty-year marriage or relationship, I had no idea who I was outside of that. I knew who I was as you know, his wife, as a mother, as a partner, um, as a as a housekeeper, as a, you know, hockey mom. Like I knew all of those things. I was really good at those things. I felt very confident in those areas of my life. But here I was suddenly on my own, and a lot of those things weren't. You know, those are not. That's not who I am or who I was. That's what I did, and uh, it was really one of those big questions, and I know it's one of the big questions you ask yourself as well, because I hear this from my clients, my coaching clients, as well as just people in my Facebook group all the time. I don't know who I am. So when I went to this coach to learn about that, um, I the word integrity came up, and you know when I first heard it, I thought, honesty, it means being honest. Sure, that's true. Someone who has integrity is generally thought of as someone who's honest, um, and that's true, but there's so much more to it. So I really wanna talk about that with you today. So stick with me here, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and date today. My name is Elizabeth. And i'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of the separation club which is the club you never wanted to be part of but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce here we talk about how to heal move forward and find love if you're so inclined also motherhood through divorce finding yourself and creating the life you deserve our tools are community sisterhood honesty vulnerability spirituality and coaching And that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three. So we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back. So let's talk about integrity and how that factors in when, for example, you're going through something like a divorce or something challenging in your life, whatever that may be. Integrity, like I said, is generally thought of as a value, as a a measure of someone's honesty, their integrity in how they handle life and relationships and so on. You know, I had been lied to and cheated on. So, you know, one of the things that I was certainly putting forward in that um, personality assessment that I mentioned earlier was you know, doing something or being around people, actually more than anything, being around people who were honest, um, and who appreciated that in me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I knew how awful it felt to be lied to. So I didn't want anything to do with that. And so here's the thing. There's two sides to integrity. It's not just about being honest with other people and not lying, but it's also about being honest with yourself. So I want to really get into that, um, But let's just start off understanding how integrity plays in when it comes to, like I said, a divorce or something like that. Like, why does that matter? Why am I talking about that today? And why did it become such a key word for me as I went through all this? When I understood, when I had sort of that word to attach to it, um, it actually really helped me understand that my honesty and my, I guess, demanding that from the people around me, um, when they were dealing with me, was was huge uh, in who I wanted in my life. Um, you know, like I said, it was really trying to find what kind of work I want to do. Was how it came up. You know, I didn't want to do work that I didn't feel I could be honest. I didn't want to, for example, be in a situation where I was taking a sales position and selling something that I didn't believe in or selling in a way that didn't feel aligned with who I am. I didn't want to be selling something where I felt like I was making somebody or talking someone into buying something that really wasn't what they needed and wanted. So that was really how this integrity conversation came up. But the thing that I also realized when I understood how what a huge part of me Integrity is what it. What a strong value that is in me. I also understood that this is something that people actually also don't like about me, and that was, you know, having that name on it. You know, how can people not like that you're an honest person? Well, I can tell you, <laughs> there's several ways. And it's, is when you are faced with a person who is incredibly open and honest, which I am, and who if you ask them their opinion will tell you, is that you realize or people realize they didn't really want to hear your true, honest opinion, even though they asked for it. They wanted you to sugarcoat or lie or soften the blow or say something just for the sake of saying what they wanted to hear. I'm not that person and I'm not going to pretend and I'm not going to, if you ask me my opinion, I am going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you nicely and kindly and respectfully. But I'm not going to pretend and lie to you and tell you something just because it's what you maybe wanted to hear. And people don't like that. They don't necessarily actually want your honest opinion. When people say, hey, how do I look or what do you think? They really want you to reinforce what they already want or believe or would like to think about themselves. And so, and we tend to do that as, you know, in the in the space of being people pleasers and wanting people to like us and wanting to belong. We tend to say things to people that we don't really mean. We just say them because we know it's what they want to hear. And I knew that I didn't want to live like that anymore. The truth was that even though I had not been lying to to my partner or people in my life, I had actually kind of been lying to myself about how great my marriage was, and how happy I was. And, you know, I had been kind of kidding myself for a lot of years. Um, Not that that means that I deserved any of the treatment that I got, but the reality is that our marriage wasn't a true partnership. We weren't incredibly connected. We didn't have emotional intimacy. And I was not fulfilled. I did not have in in him what I really wanted and craved in a partner. But, you know, I had 20 years with him and four children. So I made the best of it. And I lied to myself about and others sometimes, I guess, because I didn't like I kept the truth at bay so that I didn't have to face the reality that I wasn't actually all that happy because what were my options to leave? which, yeah, that's a scary option. But here I was, my marriage was over anyway. And now it was time for me to really understand who I was and what I wanted out of life. And this word integrity came up. And so as I moved forward, I understood that it was not only important that I ask for integrity and honesty in the people that I was gonna deal with, I also needed integrity to be a value that was upheld in my work but I also had to be really honest with myself and that's really where the work started. You know, taking a really hard look at yourself when you're going through a divorce is probably harder than it is just about any other time in life because you know, we'd like to think that we didn't cause this. We'd like to think that it isn't our fault. We'd like to think that we did the best we could. And you know what? You did. And you are. And we are always, well, I shouldn't say we're always, but I'm going to say that if you feel you're doing your best, and then you would, then you did. You did the best with what you had at that time. When we're choosing from a place of love and integrity, we are always choosing our best. And we're choosing to do what we think is right in the moment. That is integrity. That is aligned living. However, it might not necessarily be aligned with your true purpose and your true being, your inner being, your soul. Because if you are not being truly honest about whether or not you're actually fulfilled and happy, whether or not this person is truly meeting your needs anymore, whether or not this is what you want, or whether or not you're willing to have a difficult conversation with your partner about making things better or whatever it may be, if you're not being truly honest with yourself and your part in this relationship and your part in the the goodness of it and also the not so good, well, then we're not truly living fully from a place of integrity. We're just doing a bit of it, right? That's certainly where I was. And so the the work that I did to get in touch with that was basically reflection and incredible honesty with myself. I started asking myself some really tough questions. And one of them, which I asked myself over and over again until I understood it, were questions like, what was my role in the fact that this happened? You know, when someone chooses to have an affair, in my opinion, It is always well. First of all, it's not just my opinion. It is their choice. You didn't cause that choice. You didn't um, force them to do that, and you didn't deserve to be lied to. You don't. That's bottom line. That is a choice that they made, but they made that choice from a place of unhappiness with themselves and with the current situation. I had to be honest with myself about that. He must not have been deliriously happy in the relationship with himself. In every way or he would not have done that and in doing so it's first of all again it's that balance of no it's not my fault that he chose this but what was my role what could I have done differently or what did I not look at what did I not see what part of myself could have handled things differently What do I wish I had done differently? In what way could I have been more true to myself? Now, you might want to pause this podcast here and write those questions down because those questions are incredibly um, valuable or um, helpful in learning about yourself and as a part of your journey in healing. So, you could write them down and you can use them as journaling prompts. Now, I want to caution you this is not an opportunity to trash yourself. Oh my God, I'm so bad and I did everything wrong and I could have and I should have. That's not helpful. And it's not the truth either. My truth, for example, was you know, I stopped admitting that we had problems or that I didn't feel that I got what I needed years before the affair. And my answer to that was to gloss over and pretend that I was happy, to avoid situations with him that caused conflict between us. And I started to, well, I started to stop thinking of him as the person that I would go to. I started to take care of myself. And not that that's a bad thing, but in the relationship that's supposed to be a lifetime relationship in your life partner, when you completely stop going to the other person, there's there's a loss of truth between the two of you and intimacy and understanding and sharing. Um, You know, there were many things that went wrong between us, but I know that one of the things that I did that was not helpful was that I, well, you might've heard my episode, um, the pink box and I explained it there, but I went into my pink box. I took care of myself in that process. I didn't necessarily say to myself, I am not happy. I'm not fulfilled. In fact, there was a fair bit of shame in that box. There was a fair bit of hiding from I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of his love. I, there must be something I'm doing wrong or he would love me more and he'd be nicer to me and he wouldn't cheat on me. Um, I would go into that box and work through those emotions and when I felt strong again and good again, I'd come back out. But I learned to not go to him and that was the reality of my my marriage and the and what he was capable of being for me. So why am I sharing all this with you? I want you to take this time and use the word integrity as a path back to you, as a path to understanding who you are, to understand what you want out of life for yourself, for your children, if you have them, and also what you would eventually want out of a partner it's the path of understanding that the current partner is not right for you anymore for any number of reasons which are you know unique to your circumstance we all have our own reasons or whatever and those reasons aren't relevant in themselves it's just it's sufficient that you have one and when we reflect and learn it's not about beating yourself up it's about understanding It's about knowing who you really are. Um, Somebody that I follow suggested this exercise and I'd like to suggest it to you as well, is to take a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. And I want you to to take some time to write down on the one side five things that you really love about yourself, that is really good about you. And on the other side, Five things that you may not love about yourself so much. Things that you, I don't know, wish you handled better or differently. Or, you know, these could be things like um, that, you know, sometimes you can be judgmental maybe. Or that there's envy. Or um, that you tend to be a people pleaser. Or that you judge yourself harshly. Or that you feel shame around something maybe about how you look or how you present yourself to the world I don't know I'm not putting words in your mouth here but take time and don't do it right now like pause this and do it when you have some time with a cup of tea and your journal and and write down these five things on either side the benefit to doing that is, like I said, the honesty. It's the transparency. It's, you know, we we talk a lot about self-love, right? And so writing down the things that you like about yourself and doing affirmations, these, this is all very valuable work. But to live from a place of integrity, to live from your heart and soul, really living from that place of what you believe is right, what you know in your heart and soul is the way to step forward, to show up, to be, to love, to embrace, to, to provide value to those around you, and to bring that into your life means showing up as who you are. It's not just showing up perfect. It's showing up loving the good things about you and the things that maybe aren't so good. Because we all have those, we all can judge too much, we can all be a little envious, we can all fall into the trap of people pleasing and codependency. We can all find parts about ourselves that aren't perfect at all. And I want you to remember that the goal is never perfection, because it doesn't exist. I like to think of it as perfect imperfection, or I'm perfectly imperfect, meaning yeah, there are things about me that are really great and there are things about me that are not so great that maybe I sometimes wish were different, but it's part of who I am. It's who I've become because of my experiences, because of my upbringing, because of my choices. It's just who I am. And I love that part of me as well. I love the part of me that is, you know, a little bit more rough, a little bit um, edgy, a little bit it can be abrasive maybe, or maybe it's just a part of me that only I see. You know, there's parts of me that I never show the world, but I do show them to myself. I allow myself to see and to say to myself, Elizabeth, that's coming from a place of judgment. Why am I being judgy right now? Why am I choosing that place? What is a part of me is maybe feeling afraid or feeling judged and therefore I'm judging. You see, if you can't, Admit to yourself or face yourself in your lower moments, you cannot possibly truly shine because you can't step out of that moment. When we push those away and we go, no, I'm not that person, I don't do those things. I'm this, this, and this. And and now we're now we're going through our ego. Now we're saying and doing the things that we think we're supposed to do because that's what the world expects of us. People pleasing, codependency wanting people's approval, wanting to show up as the better person. It actually pushes people away. It pushes away the moment of compassion that you can show someone when they express their lower side or, or their shame or their fear. You know, fear is one of those, I feel fear lots of times about all kinds of things. And so when somebody else expresses fear to me in my work or a coaching client, I can sit down beside them and I can say, I really know how you feel. And I know that's a heavy feeling. I know feeling fear can really stop us. It stopped me many times. Sometimes all people need to know is that you know how it feels and that you acknowledge that it's okay and not even try to solve it just simply I can sit with you in that space let's just sit here and allow the fear to exist for a moment and then we can talk later about how to overcome it and how to find that other part of you that strong part of you that stuff on the that you wrote down those five good things that you're strong or resilient or um, capable masterful confident Let's tap into those values, those energies, that part of you to overcome, to learn, to grow from, to understand so that we can show up to ourselves and in life and in this divorce in a way that feels okay. One of the best ways that doing this work served me during my divorce and my divorce was very high conflict. We were in court. We ended up in a trial. Like it was just so many stupid things happened. And, you know, so many things I probably would have done differently had I known what I know now then. But if there was one thing I know I did right because I learned this, because I did this work I'm sharing with you today. So when something came up, like a request from, him, for example, about the kids or um, when he, when my lawyer sent me communication from his lawyer that felt very triggering in the moment, I would always take that moment to kind of, you know, heart on hand, sorry, hand on heart (laughs) and ask myself, what's the right thing to do? I tried not to go from the place of that trigger. I tried not to ask or act or respond from my ego, going, oh, that's not fair, or how dare he ask me that, or sure, you know, it's all fine for him to ask me to be flexible, but when I ask for help, no, no, no. you know, I could do all that. But I really didn't want to be that person because it just, it, it made me feel shitty. As much as I maybe wanted to give him a taste of his own medicine, sure, I wanted to do that. Again, lower side, lower vibration, right? Of course, we want that karma, whatever. But you know what? I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to be the person who chose because it was right and fair and not because I wanted to cause pain. Because when we choose from a place of wanting to cause some kind of negative effect, like pain or discomfort, or I want them to understand what it's like when they're like that towards me, well, you know what? Now you're also living in that vibration. You are also living in that feeling, that pain, that frustration, because you have to live in that frustration to inflict it on someone else. You have to say to yourself, you know, you have no idea how much frustration you cause me when you won't be flexible in co-parenting or you won't have conversations with me about this. So get a taste of your own medicine. This is not feeling good. What did feel good or at least a lot better? was to ask myself, you know, what feels right in this moment? Can I, you know, is this something I can easily give, Like flexibility, can I accommodate this? And it's really causing me no discomfort at all. Um, Is it the right thing to do? Because it's what I would like to have done to me. I'd like that flexibility back. I may never get it because the person you're dealing with might just not be capable of doing that. They live through their ego and all they ever want is to inflict discomfort on people. There's nothing you can do about that, but you don't accept that you don't have to choose to go into it yourself. You can choose to keep yourself at a higher place, a higher vibration. I'm not talking about elevating ourselves over people and being better than others, though I kind of am, I guess, but I'm not talking about it in like a, I'm a better person. It's it's not about being, again, judgy or anything like that. It's about choosing for yourself. If you want to live a peaceful life, then make choices from a place of peace. If you want to live in a life where people are flexible and accommodating and respectful, then be flexible, accommodating and respectful, even if you never get it back. Choose from that place. And that's what I did. So, and often if it was a big decision, like a legal decision and, you know, something that I knew was going to be impactful for a long time, I I would ask myself what I thought was right, what was fair, what I could live with, and I would sleep on it. And then I'd get up in the morning and ask myself if I still felt that that was the right thing, like literally sit up in bed, does that still feel right? Yes, it does, then that's what I'm going to do. Sometimes those were things that maybe it was exactly what he wanted, and other times it wasn't. It was just that I chose based on what I thought was right, and I never had any unease around it. I found our, you know, our high conflict divorce was stressful for sure, like being in court and sitting in these rooms with your lawyers and it's a very stressful environment. But when I left, I was fine. I slept well, I was able to have fun with my kids and I was able to get on with my life. So as I'm sharing this with you today, here's what I want you to hear. Living a life of integrity is about living a life of honesty. Honesty about what you want, honesty about what you believe in, honesty about wanting to live an honest life, like always speaking your truth, but also being honest with yourself about things that don't always show up so great. You know, having conversations with people that didn't turn out well. Maybe you had a conflict conversation with, parent or a friend or one of your children or your ex um, and you walked away not feeling good and being able to ask yourself what was my role in that conversation deteriorating and becoming a fight what could I have done differently or did I did I say the things I meant to say and did I say them in a way that was right for example we can only ever impact our own behavior. We can only ever choose for ourselves. We can choose every word that comes out of our mouth. We can choose how we respond in any situation. And yes, I'm going to say it again, you get to choose how you respond in every situation. You get to choose the words that come out of your mouth. No one makes you say anything. No one makes you feel anything. And we like to say that you know, my ex makes me feel so angry. My ex made me feel so unworthy, um, so unloved. Technically speaking, what they did or didn't do or said or didn't say caused that feeling in you. Yes, when we are, we are definitely influenced by the people in our lives and by the, the circumstances around us. But then we can do the work okay, that person just said something to me and I'm feeling anxious, angry, hurt, um, whatever. Why am I feeling that way? I don't want to feel that way. What do I need to do to stop feeling that way? And the truth is, and it was very much true for me, I needed to not be with that person. So as much as the affair triggered the end of our marriage, it was a marriage that wasn't good. And it was a marriage I did not want to restore. And that was a choice that I made. You know, one of the things that I remember he said to me um, after the decision had been made, and, you know, he's a bit of a narcissist, and so he really tried to bully me into changing my mind. And he used all kinds of, you know, emotional strategies and blame, and um, he tried all kinds of things. But anyway, when he realized He'd lost control over me emotionally, that that his way of treating me no longer impacted me to please him, which is what the pattern had been in our marriage, Um, me trying to avoid him being not nice to me. So then I would just do whatever I needed to say or do to keep him being nice to me, right? I remember the moment he realized he'd lost that control and he blamed me. He said, you know, it's You're the one who's breaking up our family. I can't believe you're doing this to us and the boys. So he tried that emotional trigger of like, I'm hurting the children. So he told me I was doing. And I looked him square in the eye and spoke from my integrity in that moment. And I said to him, you know, I fully expected you to blame me for this. And I said, you're right. Because of your affair, I have chosen to no longer tolerate those And I have chosen to end our marriage. And I'm okay with that. And that's when he knew he lost me. Completely lost me. So my message to you is. You might be. be, You know you might have an ex who's blaming you for everything. I was blamed for the affair. I was blamed for the end of our marriage. I was blamed for all kinds of things. I honestly didn't care. Because I knew. I knew my truth. I knew what my responsibility in this marriage was. I knew what my responsibility was. I knew my part because I had taken that look at myself. I knew the good things that I did. I knew the not so good things that I had done or not done. But ultimately, I did know I had I had come from a place of integrity in that marriage. I had chosen to be honest and faithful and loyal and all of those things. I had chosen to be the best partner I knew how to be at the time in that journey I had sometimes abandoned myself. I had to be honest about that. I had abandoned myself and not put the boundaries in place that I needed to. I had allowed behavior that I shouldn't have. And I, I forgave myself for all of those things. I looked at that and I said to myself, and I know why I did it. I did it because I wanted to maintain the marriage. That's something that I wanted. I wanted to continue to stay in that relationship. I wanted to maintain and hold on to our family that mattered. That was everything to me for so many years. That was my whole identity. So I did what I needed to do or what I felt I needed to do with what I had available to me at the time. When the marriage was over and I did all of this work and I learned all of this about myself and I chose integrity as always being the value that guided me forward no matter what, integrity and love. Those were the two things that to this day always guide me forward. What do I need to do? What is the right thing to do so I can stay true to myself and also be a kind, loving, honest person with the person or the people in front of me? I always ask myself that, you know, we talk about boundaries, for example, right? With relationships whether it's friends, family, partners, um, when we're setting boundaries, with people we love, we need to do it with kindness and respect and help them understand the boundaries so that we can move past it because a new boundary, for example, can be difficult for someone to understand or accept, but it's possible, but it's all about how you do it, right? Again, it's coming from a place of integrity and love. Being honest, this is what I need. I need this to stop, or I need this to happen. This is very important to me. This is a this is a line in the sand kind of thing for me. Can will you work with me on this? That is a um, that is a boundary that is said with integrity and love, right? When we choose to blame and go, you know, you're doing this, and you're making me feel this way, and you're hurting me, and you're not good, and you're mean, and you're bad, and you're this, whatever. That's not honest. That's accusing, that's blaming, that's pushing responsibility over on someone else. And it takes the responsibility completely off you. We are fully responsible for our choices, our words, and our lives. We choose who's in them. We choose who we don't want to have in them anymore. We always have to choose from a place of what is right for us. Because that's, it's only then that we can show up as our best version. The best version of us is not always being perfect. It is not always being right, but it is always being honest about who we are. It's being able to say, you know what? I'm feeling really uncomfortable with this, and I know it sits with me, but can you help me out here? Like, I just need this from you, for example. You know, I have those conversations with Glenn. I sometimes might say to him, you know, maybe we've been really busy and he hasn't had as much time for me, And I might say to him, I'm not feeling all that love these days. I'm feeling a little bit, whatever. I know his love for me hasn't changed. I'm not going to go, you know, you're not being loving. You're being mean. You're not showing up. Maybe I just, you know, I need a little bit more from you right now. Can you help me with that? Can you, can we take some time together or whatever? Like those are, those are honest ways. Like I'm feeling insecure right now. I am feeling neglected right now. I am feeling those things. That doesn't mean that. He has consciously and deliberately neglected and been mean to me or any of those things. So how I word myself in the relationship is really important. Did I show up that well in my first marriage all the time? (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's okay. You know, we do the best we can with what we have in the moment. So I think I want to wrap up here and I just want to, I guess, repeat that living from a place of integrity means being truly, truly honest with yourself. I encourage you to do this work. I encourage you to go through those journaling prompts that I shared with you. And I really want to encourage you and invite you to do this work with someone who can help you. Being honest with ourselves about the things that might not be so perfect is hard work because we can very quickly go into shame and fear and embarrassment and feel unworthy. It can really affect our ability to love ourselves. It's hard to love the crusty parts of ourselves. It can feel really challenging to be honest about some of our inner, not so wonderful thoughts about life, about our friends, about people around us and about ourselves. But being honest about them brings them into the light. It allows you to take the really wonderful things about you and use those to love yourself, to know that you still have the strength to push through some of those challenges, that you have enough love in your heart to love yourself and to show up in an honest way where you can say, it's hard for me to do that. But I'm really going to work on that so that we can stay friends or so that we can find a better and stronger path together. Or I am really sorry that I made you feel that way. I can see that I came from a judgy place and I didn't mean to. I'm really sorry. And let's work on that. Let's let's try something else. Being able to say those things, the person in front of you is always going to hear that in such a so much of a better way and be more receptive and also then be more loving with you than if you're coming from a place of attack and defend. So I would love to do this work with you. Um, I don't often talk about that I coach here uh, on this podcast. I don't think I ever do really. I do a lot of work in the group with my members um, inside the membership Um, but I also coach one-on-one and this is work that I love to do and I would love to do it with you. So I'll, I'll put a link in below, um, to my coaching packages. Um, but what I'd really love more than anything is I'd like to hear from you. So I, you can contact me through my website and send me a note and I would love to know what you got from this episode. You know, just mention the integrity episode and tell me what you got from this and please tell me how I can help you. What is the thing you find the most challenging right now? And even if you, you know, don't want to jump into coaching or maybe you already have one, no problem. Send me that anyway because it gives me something to talk about maybe in the future episode. Like I I love getting ideas from you about what you want to hear me talk about. So I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I hope you have heard what I was wanting you to hear. <laughs> wow, that was a convoluted, nonsensical sentence. But I hope you have heard that you are actually perfect as you are in your strengths and in your imperfections. It's, it's in all of us. It's part of how we learn. It's how we show up. And it's all okay. I want you to fall in love with yourself and also the crusty parts. So on that note, um, thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me into your day, into your headsets, into your car, on your walk. I love you. I think you're so incredibly special and I'm so grateful for you. I look forward to chatting with you again on a future episode. And until then, have the most beautiful day.